0: You are listening to The Practice Growth Podcast with Sean Terrell.
1: Welcome to The Practice Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Terrell. And really excited about this week's discussion and our guest, Ryan Seiler. Ryan is a regional manager with Benco Dental, covering Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota. And he has more than 10 years experience in the dental industry. Ryan, it's great to have you on the Practice Growth Podcast. Thank you for being here.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: So one place I always find it's helpful to start is just with some background on your career. So to dive in, could you just share a little bit more about your career and uh, the journey that brought you to the present?
0: So I've been in sales for over 20 years. And prior to getting into dental, um, most of my sales were transactional. Um, but I loved the relationship side of it. And so when an opportunity came into dental, I kind of saw it as a great chance for me to get into a relationship-based sales. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's kind of started my journey 10 years ago uh, as a territory rep and then moving into equipment and taking a couple uh, other positions uh, in like manufacturing and technology that led me to Benco uh, almost a year ago.
1: And did you have any experience with the dental industry prior prior to uh, jumping into it uh, 10 years ago and getting into the more, as you said, I think relational based type of interactions?
0: Yeah, so uh, my mother-in-law worked at a dental office for 30 years um, and my brother-in-law was uh, in dental sales uh, at the time that I uh, decided to make that transition. Um, And so just understanding that side of it, um, you know, that's kind of what led at least to me getting introduced to it and then uh-huh. falling in love with it and everything that goes along with dentistry uh, has kept me in there. Uh, and And people say it's um, like, once you've been doing this, like you don't ever get out of dental, like it's, it sucks you in and you may be in a different position, but you're going to stay in dental. Well, and I enjoyed I, it. I find that to be pretty true. <laughs>
1: Good. And I enjoy it as well. I can sort of relate to that. And then just for the uninitiated, maybe a little background on Benco Dental would be helpful as well.
0: Yeah. So Benco Dental is a dental distributor. We're nationwide. Um, We cover supplies, equipment, technology, service. Um, We have transitions and coaching and um, basically everything that a dental office needs. Um, And we're family-owned. And so... Uh BENCO was started in 1930 uh, and still owned by the Cohen family. So yeah, there's there's no shortage of dental suppliers in the marketplace.
1: And so my follow-up to that was you know what what differentiates BENCO and one of the things you already said was that
0: it's family owned. But yep. perhaps there's a few other things as well. Yeah. So um, one of the owners of Benco, likes to say there's five things that make BENCO different. Um, and it starts with a measurably better customer experience. Um, we start every conversation that we have uh, about our business with what matters to the customer. Um, and then we, we drive from there. So we have uh, customer facing tools that our reps can use every day to help the dentist. Um, we have the broadest and boldest array of products in the industry, dedicated advisors to help customers succeed. Uh, we have a, a loyalty program called Benco Select that we think is the best in the industry. Um, and then he likes to end it with, we, we smile a lot. So we enjoy <laughs> what we do. Um, and that's why we do it. Uh, it's because we enjoy it. Um, and so that allows us to smile a lot.
1: So you've had a number of different positions in mm-hmm. dental with a with a, a few different companies. How has that shaped your perspective
0: on the industry? I think it's it's given me a really good overview of like the ins and outs of everything i mean i've been you know a part of a mini start, you know dental startups um uh i've been through the manufacturing process so i see how things are made and distributed and and so I mean, yeah it's just kind of allowed me to dabble a little bit in everything
1: and you started out as a territory rep i think you said and now you're more uh Super uh, advisory role over several people that are sort of in that role that you used to be in. Yep. How has that? Uh, how's that transition been for you? Is that do you find it more difficult not to be face to face, I guess, with doctors on an
0: everyday basis as you have been in the past with your career? My favorite part of um, dental sales was that face to face contact. You know, being in the offices every single day. Uh, as a manager, I don't do it as much, but I still get to do it on a pretty regular basis. Um, I don't like to spend my time in, in an office <laughs> like I am today. Uh, if I can get out and meet doctors, um, I'll do that. and I'm typically doing that about three days a week, so okay. I still get that hands-on side of it. The hard, the hard thing about the transition for me is um, you not like, letting my team do what they do and Uh, And just coaching them as opposed to trying to be out there and do it all still. So you have a hard time since you've done
1: some of what they're doing or a lot of what they're doing now, that is your team underneath you. It's hard to not jump in and just do the work for them or (laughs) prevent them from learning
0: maybe some of the things that you've learned uh, along the way. Yep. And just you know, handing it off to the experts that are out there every day doing it
1: delegating is is can be tough i can can certainly relate to that as well yeah anytime we have a a podcast guest that sort of has a large amount of experience in, in history and in the dental industry uh, and has a lot of relationships with practicing dentists that are that are out there i, I always enjoy getting their perspective on the industry and mm-hmm. kind of as we've we've hit on that a little bit, but uh when we agreed to do the podcast uh, a, a while back you you had said that one of the big things that had you most excited or that you were most excited to talk about perhaps on the podcast was you know sort of for entrepreneurial minded dentists how you kind of find that aspect of dentistry fascinating and 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 interesting to you maybe dive a little bit deeper into that what what excites you about dentistry as a whole and and i kind of led you to the, the entrepreneurial side of things but i'm
0: interested in your perspective on that yeah the the entrepreneurial side of it i think most people that are in sales have that entrepreneurial spirit right I mean they, they're busy building a book of business that is essentially their own business um, and so I have that for sure and so what dentistry what I found out very quickly in dentistry is um, most people go into dentistry because they have that entrepreneurial side so they're you know they' if they're looking at what they want to do post um, undergrad, It can, you know, if they're a medical doctor, that most likely aren't going to own their own practice, right? They're going to go work at a hospital or a clinic. Um, But if they get into dentistry, um, it still leads heavily into owner operator. Uh, And so, when throughout dental school, they have a dream that they're building up in their head of what they want to do after they graduate. And most of that's owning a practice or building a practice for it. And so they have that dream. And then the most exciting thing for me with that is, I get to walk alongside them and be a part of that. Um, and so the experience side for me, because I have 10 years of experience or more, and I have a bunch of people around me um, that know what they're doing, um, is we get to help kind of lead some of the conversations and decisions that are being made um, and, and help them realize the dream uh, that they've had for at least a while.
1: Where are you finding that, based on your experience, you're providing the most guidance or trying to give people the advice? What types of areas related to all the things that go into owning a dental practice? Where do you jump in and, and provide the most insight?
0: Yeah. I think for me, it's it's the relationships that I've built over the last 10 years and um, being able to help connect people that, uh, that can help these doctors. Uh, realize that dream so you know anytime somebody's doing a new practice you know they're going to need somebody to help with either renovations or building right so connecting my network with uh, with that doctor uh, banking you know the cpa side of it Um, you know when we talk about the business side of dentistry um, the dentists don't typically go through a lot of business courses or training Mm -hmm. and so you know connecting those dots for them and getting them in touch with the people that are going to help them uh, and advise them on that um, and then from Benco standpoint is you know we have a fantastic team uh, internally that can help with design um, with you know guiding them through the choices of what equipment they're going to put in there what technology they're going to work with what software um, they're going to practice with and um, yeah and so I Again, my experience helps me help guide them into the best decision for, for their practice. I mean, ultimately, it's their choice, but um, we get to help guide that.
1: To look at some of those things from the dentist perspective, it, it almost seems a little bit overwhelming just in that you have multiple people from multiple companies, multiple suppliers. How do you see dentists sorting through all that and, and making a decision on kind of the the team that's, that they want to build around them and, and type the relationships that they want to have kind of within that dental ecosystem?
0: When I introduce people to the doctors, I typically try to give them like two options and, and a lot of it's based off personality mm. for it. So I try to, you know, get them in touch with somebody that I think is gonna mesh well with their personality for it. But you know, ultimately We've all worked together before, um, and so it's it's kind of that team that you're building around this doctor. But you know, for the supplier side of it, me, my hope is that you know, they trust us enough to allow us to do that side of it, and then they just build from there with the builder and the financial side of it, and um, yeah, the rest of the team that goes, and then we work hand in hand throughout that process for it. And kind of, we don't take it away from the doctor, but we take enough of it off of their plate that they can focus on what they're there to do, which is dentistry.
1: What's your perspective on dentists wanting relationships with suppliers? You know, some, and I have a much smaller sample size, but my experience is that some of them are, are open to that and some of them are, are not as open to that. They're more individualist or they have a relationship going way back that uh, they kind of stick with how how have you navigated that throughout your career
0: yeah i mean again it's one of the reasons why i got into it is because of the relationships and so you know we you have doctors that yeah they've worked with the same person since they started their practice or bought their practice and um no matter what you do they're not going to change their mind on that (laughs) side of it and then you have some doctors that you know they don't want us to even be in their practice they you know they're very hands-on. They order all their supplies and they do it online, and and so where we fit is typically the the independent dentist that you know owns and operates one or two practices, um, and we can come in and and take some of that burden away from them. Um, and if we can build enough trust with that, then they don't see us as a necessary evil they see us as part of their team and somebody that's going to help them be more successful uh, in dentistry
1: so just to time stamp this a little bit it's being this episode this this conversation is being recorded in november of 2021 it will probably be released sometime in the first quarter of 2022 as we record this COVID is, is still a thing and it doesn't seem like it wants to go away uh, it's been a thing for the last eighteen or twenty months, and it's a definitely directly affected dentistry. How yeah. has that changed how you guys interact with dentists on a day to day or week to week or month to month basis?
0: Yeah, I mean the interactions uh, have normalized uh, in most places. I think you know most most of my reps are back to the seeing offices every day and meeting with them. Most doctors are open to that. I think Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota are a little bit more open than some other places would be for it. So that's been really nice. But it's it's changed how we communicate with them when we're not in the office, and so that's been a, a, an interesting transition. Um, you know, that instead of that face to face, we now do a lot of text messages and emails and um, you know Zoom meetings when we can't meet with them face to face. If, if you know something's going on still with COVID, for it. Um, the other thing that it's changed is the conversations that we're having with the doctors. Um, you know, they're COVID's allowing us to be more of that um, trusted advisor within their practice to help them navigate uh, where things are. Um, you know, stay ahead of uh, supply chain issues. Um, things like that. So COVID notwithstanding,
1: what are some of the challenges that you see dentists facing in in their
0: careers and and in their businesses, their practices? I I think some of the challenges that they have, again, getting back to the business side of it, a a lot of them didn't take any business classes and now they own this million dollar plus business. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I think that's a huge challenge for them is navigating what does that look like having employees and um you know doing insurance work and but i think the biggest challenge right now for doctors is staffing um and i think that's you know you see it everywhere you go right understaffed right uh, for it and so i think staffing right now is the biggest challenge that doctors have
1: related to the the business side of things and, and figuring out how to navigate all that and HR and insurance and patient flow the dentists that that do the best at that or that accelerate that learning curve as much as possible what are some of the characteristics that that you tend to see
0: in those type of dentists on the employee side of it it's somebody that is a caring person <laughs> you know that's typically the best. I mean, they really care about their staff and, and the staff feels that. Um, on the business side of it, the characteristics are that they aren't afraid to ask for help. Um, mm. And so, you know, a lot of the really successful dentists have consultants that what they work with that help them on that business side of it. They have a CPA that they trust that's dental dedicated, you know, they understand the industry and can help them navigate uh, that side of it. Um, and then, and then help, you know, from our standpoint, from Bemco standpoint is, is trusting us to help them with supply cost and, you know, selecting the right equipment and, uh, bringing some new things into, um, the thought process. So new technology that's out there or alternative products.
1: You mentioned asking questions who are, Dentists asking the most questions, too, or where are they getting the most guidance in your experience? Is you know, you mentioned CPAs that are are a big part of regular contact and regular conversation. Um, obviously, the uh, supplier representatives are in the office quite a bit and have regular conversations. And then you said with Benco and some other companies, there's more consultants sort of up the chain that's a little bit further away from from the office, more on a, a larger scale. And then there's In my understanding independent dental consultants that are out there as well that that can help with some of those things where uh, maybe i'm answering my own question i'm sure it's it's a it's across the board but where do you see most of the advice coming from in your experience
0: yeah i i think the most uh most advice is coming from classmates or maybe mentors uh, other dentists right i mean they you know dentists typically spend a lot of time on You know, forums are in study clubs, um, you know, where they can they can bounce ideas off of each other. Mm -hmm. But then outside of that, it's yeah, it's going to be uh, a consultant of some type um, or, you know, we hope the supplier, you know, we hope that we can be that that person that they bounce ideas off of or ask questions um, and then we can help navigate them into you know, it, it, do they need to talk to a CPA or do we need to get somebody else involved in that? Okay.
1: Yeah. One that I completely forgot out was, uh, yeah, friends from dental school or other groups that are out there. And um, yeah, conferences, at least as we record this, are, are starting to come back in terms of a lot of different industries. I wonder how much that's uh, had a role just in terms of other dentists seeing other dentists.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, most of the time when you ask a doctor why they, bought something that they bought, it's, you know, oh, a a friend of mine has one, you know, that's their decision-making process. A lot of times is they, uh, they know somebody that has one that really likes it. And so with all the choices they have, that's why they chose that one.
1: Kind of a broad one here, but what trends do you see impacting dentistry in the
0: next three to five years? Uh, And technology is going to drive all of it. Um, it, all the changes that are happening uh, in dentistry, technology is going to lead the way for it. Um, and specifically in, and I don't have a lot of details on it because it's still, um, you know, it's just an ongoing, it's going to change all the time is AI. I think AI, mm. uh, our artificial intelligence is going to change the dental industry. Um, there's technology out there and I'm not the expert on it, but um You know, for reading uh, cone beams, like so, CBCT scans um, for you know navigating some practice management uh, side of things. So, helping with insurance and I mean, there's so much more stuff that goes along with the AI side of it. But I think that's going to maybe not in the next three years, but next five, ten years, um, that's going to be a a very big part of I think everybody's practice.
1: So we've covered a. A lot of territory from a, from a bunch of different angles, but is there anything related to to your experience and and your viewpoint on dentistry that we haven't hit on that you think
0: would be important to to hit on before we wrap things up? I think if I could, you know, talk individually with doctors, you know, uh, just letting them know that you know when a rep walks in their door, they're exclusively there to help them, um, and so you know, helping them understand. What, why we're there and what we do and, and, um, and that, yeah, I mean, we're coming through that door because we want to be a part of their team and help them.
1: Is that how it's received most of the time to ask the to follow-up there?
0: Uh, I mean, I, you know, I think that's the y- yes and no. I mean, I, I don't know if it's received that way every time. Actually, I know it's not, but sure. um, I think, you know, over time, if we can, consistently deliver to that doctor on what we tell them we're going to do um then it then it becomes this long-term relationship that we can have for i mean i still uh, have relationships going back to the first week i spent in dentistry
1: for people that would like to connect with you ryan and would like to learn more about uh, benko what are what's the best way to get in touch and to,
0: to learn more Yeah, the best way to get uh, more information about Benco, uh, I think, is is simply our website, benco.com, B-E-N-C-O.com. Best way to reach me, I think, uh, probably phone. I'll just get my phone number out. It's 515-203-5182. And then social media-wise, I don't do a lot of it, but LinkedIn is where I spend most most of my time on social media, Um, and it's just Ryan Seiler. Uh, LinkedIn.
1: Awesome. That is Ryan Seiler. He's the regional manager for Benco Dental covering Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota. Ryan really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for sharing your expertise, your viewpoints, and for being a guest here on the Practice Growth Podcast.
0: Yeah, thank you. It was fun.
1: Thanks for listening to the Practice Growth Podcast. For more information about ongoing financial planning for dentists, you can visit DentistExit.com. And there, you can find more information about us and our firm, you can sign up for our email newsletter, you can learn more about the Elements Financial Planning System, or you can schedule a phone call with Sean. That's me. As for the boring legal stuff, Terrell Advisors LLC is a registered investment advisor. The information presented should not be interpreted or construed as investment, legal, tax, financial planning, or wealth management advice. It does not substitute for personalized investment or financial planning from Terrell Advisors, LLC. This podcast conveys the views and opinions of Sean Terrell and his guests, and the information herein should not be considered a solicitation to engage in a particular investment or financial planning strategy. Information presented is for educational purposes only and past performance is not indicative of future results.